0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Balls Over the Top podcast, NFL Prediction Show. This is, what, week 9 mm-hmm, Week nine of is. the NFL? Wow. Crazy how fast the season is going. We were worried about it continuing, and honestly, we have had our fair share of COVID oops-a-daisies. Yeah, but... we
1: still have plenty coming into this week, too, but...
0: Yeah, welcome to the show. I'm Michael Rock. And I'm Brendan Collins. And we are very happy to have you here tonight on a Thursday night game that really shouldn't be much of a contest. No. We have the San Francisco 49ers playing against the Green Bay Packers. And the Niners are without a lot of weapons. I know they're sitting there at 4-4 four and four and really overperforming for a team that's been riddled with injuries. But these last two, I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome. Jimmy Garoppolo, their starting quarterback, just goes on IR with an ankle injury. And George Kittle's going on IR as well. I honestly did not remember what that injury is. No, it's, He's going to be out for several long, weeks. Long. It could even be the season they were saying – that's tough. He's a arguably the best tight end in football. One of the most exciting players Definitely with the ball in his three, hand. Right? Yeah, so it's going to be close. Um, I was excited about this week's games for a number of reasons. One, because this is one of the weeks I get to be a little greedy and just watch ball. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say watch balls over the top podcast. I wish we had a uh, everlasting channel I could watch, but. Yeah. I was going to say NFL Red Zone, which this is one of my favorite Red things Zone. to watch. Yeah, Just... When there's no Eagles game on, you get to dedicate all of your attention yeah. to the NFL Red Zone channel, which is really some of the best entertainment you can get uh, in this great country of ours.
1: Yeah, I mean, all of the all the feeds coming into one channel, all switching around. does the flipping for you, man. It's great. Also,
0: also, shouts out to Scott Hansen. Uh, he's way better than the DirecTV guy. Mm-hmm. But by a long, by shot. a million miles, uh, impressive. They're on air for like seven hours straight. So yeah,
2: that's a I'm marathon. excited for
0: that again. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, just getting to settle in and watch Red Zone. I do love my birds. I love watching them play whenever they're on. But as a result of that, I got to sacrifice my Red Zone attention. So, looking forward to having the full weekend of just, you know, getting to ridicule other people's teams instead of having to face the problems of my own. So we got a couple of good games. I know we mentioned this San Francisco Green Bay game. We are already into that game. Green Bay does have the lead, seven to three. And honestly, I'm surprised that San Fran has been in it as much as they have been. But I don't see that being long. Mullins just threw a pretty ugly interception. The Packers are driving. It it's not. I can't imagine this game stays close for very long.
1: I I mean I don't. I don't imagine San Francisco storming back down. What could be 14 points at the end of this this drive that the uh, you know Packers be 11 together. points.
0: Yeah, they're down seven to three.
1: Down seven to three. Yeah. Okay. Even so, I think I don't think we're going to see too much. I'm not not too concerned.
0: So uh, I think both of us coming into this game, it was only a six point spread, and the Packers were I think minus two thirty five. Both of which I thought were. Really, really generous for the Packers, uh, considering the, or, or sorry, not generous for the Packers, but generous for the for the Niners. Uh, good for betters if you like the Packers, because I see the Packers winning by a good margin this game. At that minus six coming into it, I know it's we're talking in past you know, after the fact. But I, I did place a couple of bets with the uh, with the six point spread as well as the money line this week on the on the Packers, the over under. Tells you anything with ten points already scored in the first quarter is sitting around fifty points, and I think uh, I don't I don't see it hitting that. Uh-huh. I don't see the Niners putting together much offense, and I think I see the Packers putting the foot on the gas for a little bit, but really kind of taking it easy once this game gets settled in. So
1: yeah, once once they secure themselves,
0: tell you we do have a couple of good games on Sunday though, one of which is one of my favorites the Baltimore Ravens are playing against the Indianapolis Colts now remember they used to be the Baltimore Colts a big kind of controversy yeah. when in the middle of the night they literally loaded up all the all of the equipment and everything onto a bus and they left town they didn't it was was not a public sale it was it not a public dipped. thing that they that they you know People didn't know that the team was looking to relocate or looking to sell, franchise the, the, the Irish entire could buy. franchise exactly the Irish could buy it. And so, there's always a little bit of animosity between the city of Baltimore and the Colts. Obviously, there's a little bit of love there still because they were at one time your franchise, but there's also a little bit of hate and betrayal that goes on there. And so, there's always a spicy rivalry here, and. These are two teams that are looking like they want to make some noise. The Ravens and the Colts. Obviously, the Ravens are considered one of the powerhouses of the AFC. They have the reigning regular season MVP in Lamar Jackson. They have made the playoffs multiple times. They have multiple Super Bowls. Even though they're a relatively young franchise, so meanwhile the Colts are kind of trending in the opposite direction. You know, they it was an, they had Peyton Manning forever to great success. They have Andrew Luck for a good successful run. He abruptly retires, and they're kind of in a weird no-man's land. They now just brought in Philip Rivers. Yep, who has
1: more kids than playoff wins. More
0: kids than playoff wins, and who is was, who was one of the longest-tenure quarterbacks in, in NFL history with his tenure with the Chargers coming to an end. So they don't really know what's going on. This is kind of a stopgap quarterback. They're competitive with him, but they're not, uh, you know, I don't think anybody has them as a Super Bowl favorite. No. So it should be an interesting one. The odds are shockingly close. I know the Colts have played well and they have a good defense, but the line here is only one and a half points. I know the Ravens just got rocked by the Steelers. Mm-hmm. But one and a half point line against the Colts, who have been kind of shaky. They've lost some games they should, definitely should have won. Mm-hmm. I think I got to go with Baltimore. I think I got to go with Lamar Jackson. I think you got to go. With that offense and Jim Harbaugh's defense, I know I know we love Frank Reich. I know that. And I know even both of us don't mind Philip Rivers. No. Nope. Solid quarterback, puts mm-hmm. up numbers for sure. Yeah. But
1: he does get flippin' angry though.
0: He does get flipping angry. Funny thing about Philip Rivers, for those of you who don't know, he doesn't curse. No. But he will use a lot of those weird words that you substitute for curse words. Yeah.
1: Where you know what he wants to say, but instead he says the silly version
0: exactly which is it's hilarious yeah he uh he actually gave the commencement speech at catholic university uh one of the years that i have some friends graduate there so interesting either way i go with i go with baltimore to win i go with baltimore to cover the spread at one and a half that just seems minuscule Forty six and a half. that's an interesting one i go over it seems a little bit low for two teams that even though they are good defenses don't get me wrong they also put up points on the scoreboard and both teams have been known to turn the ball over against good defenses. Right now, Phillip Rivers is leading the AFC in interceptions. And Lamar Jackson had four turnovers last week, known to fumble the ball once in a while, especially when he's trying to make a big play happen. Mm-hmm. So I think those turnovers could lead to some quick points. So I, I think over a 46.5, what are your thoughts?
1: You know, I'm, I'm really with you on this game. I think there's a chance... That Indianapolis could really strike quickly on this Ravens team. And I think that might see the points uh, coming a little early in this game. But I do see the Ravens pulling away with this one. So I, I think you're right. I think we see a over of a 46.5. But I do give this one to the Ravens. And I'll take them against the spread at only 1.5. I mean... How many games get decided by, you know, two points? It's pretty. It's pretty rare. It's not a lot of ways to score two points. There's really only one way. Yeah. Well, well, there's that, two ways. There's two yeah, ways because there's, there's, the there's the safety and there's the conversion. two point conversion. Yeah.
0: But the that two point comes conversion all, comes with a six point touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So either way, uh, moving on from that one, we have Carolina Panthers against the Kansas City Chiefs, a game that we really don't expect to be all that competitive. At least I don't. I shouldn't speak for you.
1: Yeah, no, Panthers are going to run away with this one. Don't no, just kidding. Go ahead. Uh,
0: the Chiefs have been dominant. Now, we could see the Panthers getting a little bit of a boost as their all-pro running back, Christian McCaffrey, is returning this week. However, this has been a dominant Chiefs team. And while this Panthers team has surprised people and stayed in a lot of games... I don't think they're on that level. That being said, a ten and a half point spread. I actually think I am going to go with with the Panthers, even though I just said I don't think the game's going to be close. I think ten and a half points is enough that the Panthers could stay in it. I do think it's probably closer to that eight or nine point range. I don't really think it's a one touchdown game. I could easily see it being over ten. I, you know, I'm not. This would not be a game I put high on my confidence meter. But I think I go with Panthers. With the spread, I go with Chiefs on the money line, and I think I go with the over on that fifty-two and a half. Where are you at?
1: Well, I really didn't. I didn't think you were going to go with the Carolina Panthers against the spread. I thought I was going to be unique in that one because I see. I see this being a single possession game. Teddy Bridgewater's really started to come into his own in this offense. I mean, he has the second highest completion percentage right now in the NFL.
0: He takes care of the football. D.J. Moore's been good. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson.
1: Running down the sidelines. He's
0: been good. They've
1: been good. They've been all right. And now with Christian McCaffrey coming
0: back. back, But believe it or not, there's been a team that's been better without Christian McCaffrey than with Christian McCaffrey, which is insane. Obviously, there's no merit to that.
1: Yeah, but also, I mean, that's because also this whole team came together. And the
0: offense becomes a lot more unpredictable.
1: You're working with a new quarterback and a new head coach in, in a season where you have no preseason, and you expect them to just hit the ground running? I don't think so, but I... You know, we can just bring it back. I'm with Michael on this one. I'm taking this Panthers team with this 10.5 points, but I do think the Chiefs win this one in the end. It's just real. It's hard to bet it against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, with that, what, four four or five touchdown game last week? Four? Five.
0: Uh, five touchdown five passes. Five touchdown
1: game last yeah, week. Yeah, five touchdown passes. I mean, he's just... Insane. It's Patrick. Patrick Mahomes is crazy, so I'm not betting against him, but I will take this points for this Carolina team, and I see this over getting kind of smashed. I wouldn't be, I would be, I wouldn't be shocked if both teams are scoring in the thirty point range in this in this yeah, game. Yeah,
0: I could see them topping sixty points.
1: Yeah. Uh, the next game we got here at one o'clock is. Definitely an interesting matchup. Yeah, we got
0: the Chicago Bears against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, which no, it's a great game. This is a game I think both of us said we would stay away from if, if we were actually going, putting our own money on the line. Yeah. With that Chicago team being a pretty big mystery. I mean, their offense has been lethargic these last several weeks. But that's a Tennessee but team. But they can
1: also score super fast and bring themselves right back into it.
0: This is true. This is also a, a Tennessee team that, well, no, it seems like the Chicago team, as Nick Foles is one to do, just doesn't wake up until the fourth quarter. Oh, nice. uh, the offense just does nothing. Mm-hmm. But as far as the Tennessee team's concerned, they just seem to dig themselves a hole in almost every game and then need to come back themselves. And so I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, We got two teams that are going to be playing, going against their own trends. Titans recently, at least, you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, they were pretty dominant, but recently have been getting themselves into big holes against teams and then unable to really catch up. And there's a Bears team that kind of does the same, except a lot of times have been able to catch up. And so I'm curious how it's going to go. Nick Foles is on thin ice, I think, but I think who's their head coach? It's Matt. It's, Matt Nagy. It's, no, I was. I was. Yeah, I kept on wanting to say Matt. Uh, Matt Rule, which is Carolina, who we were just talking about. Matt Nagy. I think it's a pride thing. I just don't think he wants to put Mitch Trubisky in, which I get. But at this point, the offense was way more effective with Mitch Trubisky and his mobility, his ability to operate outside of the pocket, than it's been now. Yeah, but Mitch Trubisky also
1: doesn't take care of the football, which has then put the Bears down in games. So it's. it's I mean, the Bears are in a very interesting dilemma. Do you have the potential offense? you know, booming or busting, or do you have it with this Nick Foles who gets you a certain amount of points each game that maybe gives you a chance at winning it, possibly, every week? Yeah, so it's I going mean, to be the interesting. I went to overtime with them, you know?
0: Exactly, so it is interesting. Uh, we Now, it is a six-and-a-half-point spread. The Tennessee Titans are favored. The money line's pretty heavy their way. It's um, close to minus 300 and plus 250. And the over-under of 47 and a half. I think we go under on this game. Both of these offenses are shaky enough to me that I don't know if I see both of them performing super well. I know both these teams like to make it a close game, but I think it's way more likely to be like a close, as in like a 14 to 17, than I do think it is to be like a close, like a 28-31 I think these are both really good defenses. And these are both offenses that are kind of hit or miss. I mean, Tennessee's a little one-dimensional. Not really. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown, C.J. Davis. Is it C.J.? Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Corey Davis and Derrick Henry. Are, Johnny Smith. Yeah, Johnny Smith. I mean, there are weapons on that team. And Tannehill's been playing pretty well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But they Saved also... They also punt the ball a lot. I yeah. think that a lot of that is their reliance on the run. And if the team does stack the box and then force you in a th- or third and long, yes, Ryan Tannehill can convert it, but
1: not with not all know, the time. No.
0: And so I think it's gonna be a close one. I think I go under on that. And then otherwise I think I go Bears plus six and a half because I think it's a close game. And I think either I think the Titans win it by like a field goal. So I think I go Titans money line, Bears spread. Under.
1: I I think the Bears have just been good enough against the run, and because of, we've talked about the Titans, I'm thinking I'm going with the Bears money line. I'm picking them with some points, and I also think we see the under in this game. Uh, I'm just my my faith is really shaken in these Titans recently, and I mean if if this game goes to the air, the Bears are just marginally better at it, and I think I think that's what's going to take this game. In the end, uh, in the next one o'clock game we've got we got the Denver Broncos facing off against the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are favorites in this one by four and a half points, and right now the over under is at 50. I gotta say, I think the Falcons might be finally coming around. But with Calvin Ridley's possible ankle injury, I really don't know. I'm definitely taking the under in this game. I don't think this is going to be a game where we see the scoreboard light up, and I think I'm going to pick the Falcons' money line, and I think I'm going to pick with them against the spread. I think they just get the one touchdown they need to take the lead in this game and wind we'll up taking it home. But I, don't, I, I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm putting any actual money behind this game. What are your thoughts?
0: I like the Falcons in this game. I like the Falcons' money line and spread. I think they win this game by a touchdown or more. Maybe I have too much faith in them, but I think that the Falcons have been losing shootouts where the Denver doesn't seem to really get into any shootouts. And so if the Falcons offense continues to do what the Falcons offense has been doing, I don't see Denver winning this game. And I don't really see it being all that close. No. I think that I'm going to go with the under just because I don't know if I see it being that extreme. But, yeah, I think I go under. Falcons win. Falcons spread. Detroit Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. Divisional matchup is also at one o'clock. This one's going to be interesting. Both of these teams are total question marks. Both of these teams can show up one week and bring it to a good team, and then show up the next week and get their doors blown in by a bad team. There's no consistency. The quarterbacks can put up numbers, but that's about it. It's more numbers, less than uh, uh, excuse me. It's more numbers than it is results. Yeah. And they have talented players in the backfield. They have some talented players out wide. They both have players on defense and supposedly defensive-oriented coaches. But I, I have no idea where to go with this. I would avoid this game at all costs.
1: Yeah, I almost don't want to give an opinion on it because I think it's I like I have, I have no idea.
0: I mean, I'll rattle it out real quick because that's I that's how little thought I'm putting into this because I'm I'm staying away from it, but. Mm. The Vikings are riding high off of their win last week, where they dismantled, dismantled the Packers. I think I go Vikings to win. I think I go Vikings to cover that four and a half point line, and I think I go under a fifty-one.
1: I'm going to go with Detroit. Give me four and a half points with them, and I will see the over fifty-one because I also, I mean, I have no idea. Am, yeah. might, as, might as well just diversify the picks in this in this one o'clock side. I, I'm this game. I don't care.
0: Exactly. Like, Neither like, of these teams are going to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. It, it, it. This This game's hard to care about, other than the fact that it's a division, I guess, divisional game, which might make it somewhat interesting, but I, I really have little to no faith in, in this game becoming uh, anything, anything really special. The last 1 o'clock game we've got, we've got the Seattle Seahawks facing off against the Buffalo Bills. This one I don't know either, but it's because I'm excited to watch it.
0: Yeah, we have so Seattle versus Buffalo. Uh, it you know, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. We do have two other one o'clock games though, by the way.
1: Oh, we have two more
0: one o'clock games. Yeah. Oops, but right. uh, Seattle versus Buffalo is going to be interesting. The it's a three point spread, understandably so. I think the Seahawks are the safer bet. The Bills have been a little bit more shaky where the Seahawks, in my mind, have been consistent. I know they did have that overtime loss to Arizona. But I think I gotta go Seattle. I think I gotta go Seattle, money line and spread. 55 points seems high to me. I go under.
1: I'm going with the Buffalo Bills this week. I still think that Bobby Wagner is a absolutely stalwart defensive captain for the Seahawks team. But the mobility of Josh Allen and the uh, stable of running backs that this Bills team has, I just see them giving enough problems to this Seahawks squad that they come away with it. So I'll take three points with them. And I think we see an over in this game of 55 I think these two teams really duke it out. I think it's a fun game to watch. I think they light it up through the air, and I can't wait for it.
0: So we have two more 1 o'clock games, and they're both divisional matchups.
2: Mm.
0: We have the Houston Texans playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a a 6.5-point line. Romeo Cornell's still the interim interim head coach. By the way, 6.5 points, the Texans are favored. Mm -hmm. Romeo Cornell's still the interim head coach. I do love my boy Romeo. 50.5 is the over-under. I think this is one where I I go against my typical taking the same team for both. I know I've actually done this a couple times this week, so it's not that crazy. But I do think this game uh, falls within the spread. But I think that Houston does win. Houston have not been dominant in their wins this year. Houston have struggled in a lot of ways this year. And Jacksonville's a gritty, gritty team. I do think Houston is better, so I do think Houston gets the win. But I think Jacksonville keeps it close. I think I could see like a 24-21 type game shaping up here. So with that in mind, I go Jacksonville spread, Houston money line. And I go under because I don't see this being a shootout. Uh, you know, again, the inconsistency of both of these teams. I don't see a day where both of them. I see it way more likely to be a blowout than I with one team putting up like thirty-five and the other one putting up like seven than I do both teams putting up in the high twenties to thirties.
1: Um, I'm picking the Texans money line, and I'm picking them against the spread, and I'm picking the under of uh, fifty and a half you got to remember, also this week, we're seeing Jacksonville start another quarterback. Jake Lutton is getting his first career start this week. Uh, I think he was like a fifth-round pick. Actually, I didn't see this. Yeah.
0: Is it just for performance? Uh,
1: I don't. Or is Gardner
0: Minshew injured?
1: I think Gardner Minshew got got banged up uh, with um, a thumb injury. Got you. So... He's uh, another rookie making his start
0: see I didn't know that so I actually think I'm gonna adjust my spread there or er, 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 pick and think that Houston also I'm gonna side with you and say that I think Houston not only wins but they also cover the spread
1: okay um well yeah so we, I mean you can I think you can kind of lock this one in I don't I don't I don't think Jake Lutton's gonna come in and set the uh not against game, JJ Watt yeah, the game on fire now. It's uh, it's going to be a, it's a tough challenge. Um, these are 1-6 teams, though, so it, it'll be interesting, but I, I think we see the Texans pull
0: Remember, also, Houston doesn't have a first-round pick, so they have every reason to go out and try and win as many games as possible, mm-hmm. no matter how long the season goes. Absolutely. The last divisional game, last 1 o'clock game, we have the Abysmal, the Battle of the Abysmals, the Washington football team versus the New York football Giants. Two and a half points spread, money lines fairly close, and a 42 and a half over-under. This is actually, in my mind, a really tough one, because as bad as these two teams are, they both seem like they're turning a corner. Kyle Allen has been a major upgrade at quarterback over Dwayne Haskins. And the Giants took Tampa to overtime just this past Monday night. This Giants team was a tough matchup against the Eagles, and we needed a late-come-from-behind victory. It seems like Daniel Jones is getting a little bit more comfortable. That offense is getting a little bit more comfortable without Saquon Barkley. They're both bad football teams. But I think i got to go with the Giants as underdogs here, getting two-and-a-half points. I think it is not going to be a a two-and-a-half-point game, so I think I'm going to give the Giants... The money line is, like I said, money line and spread. Over under 42.5, I think I'm going to go over. I think I could see both teams scoring in the 20s in this game, or at least one team getting in the high 20s. Again, both of these quarterbacks are prone to turnovers. I could see some of these defenses getting a touchdown, maybe a special teams touchdown, a punt block, something weird. But I think I could see this this game 42.5. That just seems, just seems really low and so i got to go over there i
1: think the defensive line of this washington football team is going to eat daniel jones alive they've done it they and they've done it to better offensive lines and this giants offensive line is hot garbage they're awful i i see the washington football team taking this one Uh, I'm I'm picking them against the spread, but I also think we hit the over because these teams turn the ball over. I think we get a lot of short yardage situations, and I think we wind up actually seeing some points out of it. It also being a divisional matchup, I think we see a a pretty close game, but I am going with this Washington football team.
0: With that, that is all of our 1 o'clock early games on Sunday, and we want to bring in a friend to the show. Tyler is here this week for his Stone Cold picks. Good to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Always happy to have you here, man. Good to be back. So we were wondering, uh, you were taking a look at some of the matchups this week. What were you thinking? What are some of your thoughts?
2: So my pick this week comes from one of the more lopsided, what I think is probably the most lopsided uh, game on the slate, and that's the the Pittsburgh-Dallas game. So in this one... Found one that is a first half uh, Pittsburgh points. The first half line for them is at thirteen and a half. Hmm. I could see them scoring that in the first quarter, let in the first half. After watching Dallas, I mean, you've seen Dallas giving—they're giving up forty points a game. Most teams, hmm. you know, I think they made the Eagles' offense look mildly competent last week. So uh, this is just this is a really bad defense. You know, against what's probably, I mean, the undefeated team. Yeah, are they the last undefeated team in the league? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that that's my one for this week. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna roll. You know, Andy Dalton out. Zeke is still limited, so that's mine for this week.
0: We have a Ben DiNucci. Ooh. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci.
1: He make of the pasta. He make of the turnover
0: so uh that'll be an interesting that' be an interesting game to keep an eye on yeah the yeah I see that being I see that being an absolute stuff I would also uh maybe consider the Pittsburgh halftime full time as a uh that's maybe a little a little extra
2: yeah yeah definitely an option
0: you could probably even same game part like those oh yeah yeah possibly
1: looky looky you go
0: all righty well thanks Tyler appreciate the input thanks for popping by thanks for having me. So, going into the 4 o'clock games, there's not a lot this week. No. We, uh, looks like we only have a couple. The, um, the first one, if, if I'm not mistaken, is we have the Las Vegas Raiders against the Los Angeles Chargers. Now... This is going to be an interesting one. Justin Herbert's been looking more and more comfortable every week. I know he struggled a little bit this past week, but... He's really been electric. Big playmaker. That offense scores a lot of points. And this is a Vegas team that's won some huge games. A la beating Kansas City just a few weeks ago. And yet... They've also just had some absolute stinkers. So... I think it's kind of a tough thing to pick. I think you could see one of two Oakland teams show up, but divisional game. I think I think we see Justin Herbert shine. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we get a win out of Justin Herbert. Chargers are favored at that one and a half, but the money line is razor thin. It's minus one hundred six and minus one hundred ten. So it's a it's virtually a toss up. But I go with the Chargers to beat the Raiders. And I think we get the over of that 51.5. What are your thoughts?
1: This does make for an interesting game. I think we just saw the Chargers trade away the cornerback Desmond King, who fell out of favor. And I think we're going to start to see possibly the Raiders start to hit a run of form. Uh, the offense is looking better starting to get healthy. I know they just... I think they just lost Hunter Renfro. I which saying, is, tell that
0: to Josh Jacobs in my fantasy team. Yeah, he hasn't been doing anything.
1: No. But I. if there's a team that they could start to turn around, this has been a very leaky Chargers team. I think we're going to... I think I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. With... I'll take the point and a half. I think I'm going to take them on the money line. I think we see a lot of stuff through the air this game. I think it's going to be a cool one to watch. I'm going to take the over of this 51 and a half. And I really like that over. I think we get to see some doors get blown off. The next 4 o'clock game we got. I have really no idea what to expect with this Miami Dolphins team facing off against the Arizona Cardinals. Right now it's two a time. And he's facing off against Kyler Murray. Cardinals are favorites by 3.5 points. And right now the over-under is at 45.5. I want to hear your thoughts on this game
0: first. Uh, 48.5 is that over-under. 48.5,
1: what I say? 45.5. My bad. When I learn to read, this show's going to get so good.
0: So, I have a lot of thoughts about this game. Yeah. I feel like... It's is going to come down to how Kyler Murray takes care of the football.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is a Miami team that last week blew the doors off of the Rams. Mm-hmm. But due to no effort of Tua. I mean, really.
1: And he scored two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, but they he, his defense was forcing turnovers left and right. Yes. They were getting so special, special teams. teams touchdown, defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. They got, he was getting incredible ball ball position. Yep, and refuse. the game was never really competitive. He no. was never called upon to make any plays to deliver the win to his team. No. So I think it comes to how Kyler Murray takes care of the football. I think if this Cardinals offense is careful with the ball, they don't even have, they don't have to score on every drive. But careful with the ball can put a couple of solid possession drives together, a couple of scores together, and then they make Tua beat them. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think if this Miami Dolphins defense makes big plays, if Kyler Murray gets frazzled and is reckless with the ball, and they keep on giving Tua gifts uh, with the starting field position, I think this game might not be that competitive. And and we might see Tua get to get carried by his team again because, honestly, that was a team playing rallying for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they Instead of being deflated by his benching, mm-hmm. it seems as though they are rallying even stronger because yeah, they real almost second feel win. like they need to nurture or accommodate this young quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to almost be right now. Tua has not, you know, his first game. He needed to be nothing more than a game manager, and he mm-hmm. didn't even need to be a good one.
1: Nope. He fumbled early, and it didn't even cost him at
0: all. What's going to happen against a team? that doesn't let the defense and special teams tilt the balance of the game so drastically. In his favor, yeah. So, with that in mind, I think I have faith in this Cardinals team coming off of some big games, that big win against the Saints. Uh, Sorry, Seahawks. Big win against the Seahawks in overtime. I think I have to go. With the Cardinals to win. The Cardinals to cover that three and a half point line. Even though I do see this being a close game. I see it maybe being a touchdown. Like down seven. You know, Miami down seven at the end trying to tie it. Rather than Miami down three at the end trying to tie it. So I think I go Arizona win, Arizona cover. 48 and a half. If it goes over... That's bad news for Tua. I think Tua wants that to be an under. I think I go with an under here, even though I think this game falls in favor of the Cardinals. I think I see this Miami defense continuing to play really hard for their quarterback. But I think I see this Cardinals offense. You know, they're going to be ending their drives with punts, I think, instead of interceptions. I think there's going to be a lot of stalling drives in this game. So I think I go with the under.
1: I think it's a time. I think he got his beak wet. I think he got the roughest possible introduction to the league facing off against Aaron Donald. And I think we get to see him start to shine like the projected talent that he was coming out of college I think there has to be a reason that they thought it was time after how well Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing they went into the bye week and they said two was our starting quarterback and everyone went what and then they put up this performance against the Rams and I think the Dolphins team really want to build on this because I think they want to I, I mean it's a Miami squad. Miami should be a destination city, and it hasn't been. And right now, you have a power vacuum in in the conference. I mean, the Bills are good, but not dominant. The Patriots have finally started to fall off. Jets are a dumpster fire. Dolphins have to be looking at this and looking just absolutely licking their yeah, chops. Licking
0: their chops, exactly.
1: And I think I'm going to pick them on this one on the money line, and I'll get the three and a half
0: points with them. What about that 48-and-a-half?
1: This 48-and-a-half. And, a half, and I, know, I, I respect what you said about Tua wanting it to be an under. But I think Tua also wants it to be an over because I think he wants to come out and shine this game. And I think we get kind of a duel between these two young, uh, like mobile, athletic quarterbacks who also have just cannons for arms and can spread this ball pretty well. I think we see the over, forty-eight and a half.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll definitely see about that one. I know we kind of hinted our opinions on this last four o'clock game with Tyler's segment, but we have the Pittsburgh Steelers facing off against the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Dumpster Fire Cowboys. Fourteen point spread. That's pretty aggressive. But with Ben DiNucci. In a quarterback, I don't know if I see a Cowboys team being competitive like they were against the Eagles. No, I think this does go Pittsburgh money line. I think I go Pittsburgh minus fourteen. I think I take. I think I take that over a forty-one and a half.
1: Okay, this one you can lock in because we're on exactly the same page. Ben,
0: Danucci. Ben Danucci.
1: He's he's not an nfl quarterback i mean he, maybe one day he could be uh, he but needs
0: time to develop into a backup he's not even a backup. he's not he's even a ready third for stringer the, yeah that's what and, he was and
1: i'm that was their intention that's yeah. why they got him you want to have a guy sitting in the wings developing to get ready to take on this he's not ready uh, Man, it's
0: the same reason the eagles needed a year with nate sudfeld he mm-hmm. wasn't ready to be the backup so no. you know what i mean so they i, I totally i get it Mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate for him that he's just getting thrashed yeah. on national television. Yeah, I mean, but... and
1: I, his offensive line does him no favors. No. Uh, their run game does them no favors at this point. He's got the weapons to be successful, but if he doesn't have time to get to those weapons, it's not happening. Uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated. They've been undefeated for a reason because they can— Pass it around to everybody. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, James Washington. Yeah, you've got you also got a stable of running backs that are are no joke, and, and Connor and Snell Jr. is even a a, a a backup running back that other teams envy. I mean, it's a very complete squad. Ben Roethlisberger,
2: of
0: course, he, our our boy Berdupe on defense. Yeah,
1: exactly. This I mean, just. The culmination of things going into this game, you can lock this one up. Steelers have this one in the bag. For, uh, this, the spread doesn't looking matter. Looking
0: to go to, what, 8-0? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Impressive. New Orleans Saints facing off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the penultimate game of this week. Pretty exciting. Saints-Buccaneers divisional matchup facing off for the second time this year. They faced off in Week 1. The Saints got the best of Tampa, of Tommy Tampa. But I tell you, this is a banged-up Saints team with question marks surrounding Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, coming into this game. And a Tampa team that was rolling, honestly, up until they hit a little bit of a hiccup this week, where they might have lost that game against New York. But otherwise, they've been winning relatively convincingly.
1: I mean, if that pass interference call gets made in that game, New York probably wins it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, at the very least, we're looking at overtime. Absolutely. So... I think a lot of this, this is a very hard game to call, a very, very difficult game to call because we don't know what these injuries are going to look like. Drew Brees was limited in practice again this week on Thursday. Uh, He's multiple days now. He's been held back in practice, didn't practice with pads on. Is that precautionary? Does Drew need to practice? Or is that a sign that he won't be able to play? Does Drew need to practice? Honestly, I know it's goofy, but I could totally see a reality in which Jameis Winston gets the start this weekend for the Saints and has a big old chip on his shoulder after losing his starting job to Tampa playing against the Buccaneers, I believe, in Tampa. So not that I ever put my money behind Jameis Winston, but yeah. that could be a really interesting Jameis Winston probably amounts to one of the most, if not the most capable backup quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: Definitely at the moment for sure. Yeah. I mean it's not a lot of people I would take above him.
0: As a backup, yeah. So, it's a tough one. It's an interesting one. I think a lot of this, again, hinges on these injury designations. But assuming Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara play, honestly, coin toss on Michael Thomas, I'd make this bet with or without him. Mm -hmm. I am taking New Orleans plus that 4.5, and and I'm taking New Orleans money line. I do think I have to go over on that over-under of 50.5. I do think I see a 35-28. I do think I see a duel for the ages. Keep in mind... These guys are neck-and-neck right now for most all-time touchdown passes as well and constantly going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I think that plays a little bit into the narrative of this game as well.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, these are two of the most successful quarterbacks of the past, you know, decade plus.
0: So I'm making these bets with an asterisk if Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara play. Mm -hmm. If we go only one of those two or none of those two, my bet goes the other way on both of those, on the spread and the money line. This is something worth keeping an eye on. I think the over-under we hit no matter what, even without Drew Brees. Jameis Winston did score touchdowns last year. Yeah. He's good at that. He's also good at creating turnovers as well. Hey. But he scored touchdowns.
1: 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. He chucks it up. That's a feat. 50-50. So. Uh, Honestly, that is really, it is quite the feat. To turn the ball over that much, but to still have that level of touchdown production. Yeah. I mean. Because
0: it means you're not just sheerly bad, but you are...
1: You're reckless. Careless
0: or reckless, yes. Yeah. yeah
1: so. But you're you're also bombing it down the field.
0: So something to keep an eye on.
1: I I'm gonna make the same bet as you, but I'm gonna save that whole with the asterisks. I don't have a ton of faith in this Tampa Bay team. I think I mean they're good.
0: I mean you're right. Danny Jones though just showed a lot of vulnerabilities, and that's Danny Jones. Yeah. So with Sean Payton too. Is right up there with Bruce Arians. Yeah, honestly, Sean Sean Payton's got a ring. Yeah, as a head coach, Bruce Arians doesn't.
1: No, Bruce just has a really cool
0: hat. He does. I like his hat.
1: Yeah, a lot. his hat's baller. But I do, but do hats make the man? Yes. Yes, sometimes. But do they make the coach? Only kind of. No, exactly. Okay, no. It, it, yeah, it, it it matters in FIFA. You need your manager needs a hat or cool hair. And your goalkeeper needs a helmet. Those are two things that are recipes for success. But honestly, we don't have either of them here right now. So I'm going. I'm going with the Saints. I'm saying to hell with that asterisk though. And I definitely think we we see the over. We got gunslingers in this game. Basically, no matter who's starting anyway. I I see I see it being a really fun game to watch. It's a it's an offensive showdown that makes for a great game. I mean, defensive games are fun too, but between these two old guys. Possibly, or, or the you know the dramatic, other possible storyline of, you know facing off against a former team, a team that gave up on you and sold out for one of the most winningest quarterbacks in, you know NFL history.
0: But who's all? But but, the other narrative there is sold out on you for a forty-three year old. Yeah. Yeah. And you were a number one overall pick in the draft.
1: That's tough to take.
0: So. It's going to be a close one. I'm excited. Game that is not very enticing. But it Final is a game a the week, matchup. A Monday night game. New England Patriots against the worst team in football, the New York Jets. I think this one's pretty easy. As bad and inconsistent and shaky as that Patriots team has been. Cam Newton has a chip on his shoulder, and he still has that job. Bill Belichick has a chip on his shoulder, and he still has that job. They want this win, they're going to get it. I don't see the Jets, even though I know they have a lot to play for, or not really, but, you know, they, they have pride to play for, and they want to get a win, and I, I just don't see it happening against Bill Belichick and, and Cam Newton. I know that team has been a mess. I get it. But that Jets team is fundamentally flawed, where I think this Patriots team has more just been having a hard time, and they're really lacking the roster due to the amount of opt-outs that they had due to the cap restrictions that they deal with. Patriots to win. Patriots to cover at 7.5. Actually, no. I'll go Jets to cover at 7.5. I think the Jets can keep it close even. But I think the Patriots get this win because they need this win. And Bill Belichick's tired of answering questions about why they're losing games. And Cam Cam Newton knows that it's this or bust. Patriots win. Jets can cover at seven and a half. It's a close one. 42. Sure, we'll go over. I mean, I'm not not confidently, but we'll go over. What do you think?
1: I think this is the week the Jets get their first win.
0: This past week,
1: Bill Belichick did something that I I don't think I've ever seen him do before. I don't know if we'll see him do it again, but... I so saw Bill Belichick basically admit that they sold out the you know past couple seasons and now they're officially in a rebuild. And with this potential draft class coming up and the fact that you don't have a quarterback under center that you're looking to build a franchise around, I think this Patriots disarray gets worse before it gets better. And I don't think the Jets can get worse, so I'm picking the Jets money line. I'm going to take the seven and a half point spread, but I think we see an under 42 because neither of these teams are going to be able to put together any number of dri- like I don't either team can barely put together one drive. I don't see them putting together several to acquire the points to hit the over. I'm going under 42.
0: righty. well, that's all of our games for this week. Really a shame that we end on that one. That seems just yeah, like a disappointing that's game. That's such to a end
1: garbage on. Monday night game.
0: But we should have an exciting week 10. Eagles come back from their bye week, still atop the division, mm-hmm. looking to remain atop the division. Honestly, at 3 4 and 1. I think that's a relatively respectable record. I'd obviously like it to be better. You want to be above five hundred, mm-hmm. but if you if you lump that tie into the win category, you're four and four.
1: I mean, you can't because you it's can't because
0: it's a tie. But you know what I mean. You're you're in that ballpark of of five hundred.
1: Yeah, it was so very close to being a win.
0: We are one win away from being five hundred. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like uh, we right. really
1: need this bye week too.
0: Yep, it gets us some players back. And
1: I mean, Epps just tested our po- safety. Mike Epps just taste, tested positive with COVID. He just but tasted positive? He tasted he tasted so good with COVID. Uh, no, he tested positive with COVID, but it's a bye week and they're, you know, they're separate doing their own independent thing anyway. So worrying about the spread isn't going to be a big deal with it, but man, with this potential second wave of this virus staring this league in the face next couple of weeks are going to get really interesting. No one's looking to reschedule anymore. I don't know if we're going to get, you know, multiple Monday night games again this season. It's going to be rough, but hopefully we get to uh, get to come out of it.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully they can keep the season rolling as they have so far with relatively minimal sub- setbacks. Mm-hmm. And we can have an exciting, you know, playoffs. They, they always talk, there are talks they might even expand the playoffs to 16 teams for mm. even as early as this season. Could be interesting. I'm excited to see how everything plays out. Excited to see how a lot of these teams perform down the stretch. And we'll have some more exciting games to talk to you guys about on Monday. Some exciting results as well as some exciting weekend of soccer.
1: So anyway, guys, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening this week. Really appreciate it. You can find us on social media, both on Twitter and Instagram, at B O T T podcast. And you can get this podcast pretty much anywhere where podcasts are. It's on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. We're also on Anchor FM. Be on the lookout. We're we're getting close to getting the uh, the call in line set up, so you could either leave a voicemail or uh, possibly even call in live as we start to. Try and incorporate that into the show. We're gonna be working on that coming soon. And yeah, you know, like, subscribe, give us a good review, tell a friend, tell someone you don't like, cause these episodes are pretty long. So you can you can tell somebody and they'll have to go and listen to it. And you can you can dip. You can get a lot of distance away from somebody. Yeah. Just while they're all sorts of great reasons while they're all distracted listening to this podcast.
0: Yeah, guys, thanks for thanks for listening, and uh, remember, check out our socials at BOTT Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, and we still have our stickers available. Oh, Don't yeah. Don't forget, we still have a, a handful of stickers left, so hit us up if you want a sticker mm-hmm. of our mugs on the logo. It's yeah. a good time. We'll so.
1: stamp it and send it out to you. All
0: righty, you guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. See
1: you next week, everybody.